Hello, my name is Sierra. And I'm Mina. And you're listening to The Third Third Eye Sears. Today we are going to be talking about sugar, as we alluded to in the last episode. Um, And specifically a documentary called That Sugar Film, which we are going to start out by ranting and raving. First off, it came out July 31st, 2015. Just so you know um, how up to date this information is. Um, which is not like super up to date, but also not like completely out of the realm we're still currently in. But this is probably one of the most entertaining documentaries I've ever watched. I just really enjoyed it. I mean, I've seen it four times already and I could watch it over and over again. And I swear every time I watch it too, I, I end up like learning more things. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's just a wake-up call every single time because sometimes I'll go off track and then I'll, you know, we've been watching that a lot because of this podcast episode. And so then I'll re-watch it and I'll be like, oh my gosh, like, yeah. it's just a wake-up call of like, oh, this is what I'm doing to my body. Like, Well, and you just forget the depth of it. Yes. Like, it's just, yeah. Yeah, you just you just forget how deep this goes and how much sugar is i won't say it's the only problem in the average american diet but i'll say it's the biggest one i definitely say it's the biggest Mm -hmm. and i feel like it's literally causing an epidemic of obesity diabetes absolutely liver disease all that stuff and all these soft drink companies and (laughs) all of all these corporate companies all the sugar the sugar industry in general yes are just lying to us yeah just so they can make more profit. Yeah, and it's, it's all about the money. Ridiculous. Capitalist America strikes again. And the only way we can, like, stop it and do better is within ourselves. Like, mm-hmm. cutting it out from our diets so then we're not constantly giving these people who care nothing about our health or our daily lives just wants our money. Mm-hmm. And is putting out drinks and food that is purposefully making us sluggish and yeah and making us foggy in our brains weak-minded yes Mm -hmm. and we definitely need to put a stop to it yes a thousand percent and it's only going to come to a stop if we say no with our money right essentially yeah you know because they aren't they're not gung-ho sugar train they're gung-ho sugar train only because they're gung-ho money train right and they know the way they're gonna make that money is if they put sugar in everything so if you vote with your money and you say i don't want sugar with everything and you start buying the things that don't have a bunch of sugar and are healthier for you then they're gonna jump on selling more of those products because they don't care they're not sugar religionists they're right they're they're all about the money Yes. So, anyways, um, getting into it. So, the way that we decided to set this up is Sierra took notes really on the first half of the documentary. And then I took notes on the second half. And um, we're just going to share some of the information that we received from this documentary. Which, even the stuff that we wrote down, there's more in that document. There's just so much to learn. There's so much. And that's just one documentary. Exactly. That's the biggest thing that it, we could put out there is there's so much to learn out out there and you just really have to embrace it and educate yourself yes knowledge is power knowledge is power yeah the more knowledge you have the more successful you'll be mm-hmm. 
in your personal life and your professional life, no matter what it is like. Yeah, yeah. I agree completely. All right, so to start it off, this is in Australia, by the way. So in America, I would just say to double this statistic. Yeah, for sure. If it if it, at the very if at we're the, gonna be modest about it, like a quarter oh, more. Yeah, a quarter more. And that's being modest. That's being very <laughs> modest. Okay, so a family of four eats around 12 pounds of sugar a week. That is 687 pounds a year of sugar that a family of four. Uh, oh my gosh. 600, like that's like almost a ton. It makes me want to throw up just thinking of that. Like, Think of all the food that you eat and then replace that and think that you're just eating table sugar yes and you're eating this many pounds of table mm-hmm. sugar because that's exactly what you're doing yes like if you like and it, and it, it you have to think it's in everything it's like, in everything that's dressings not glazes fruits and vegetables yeah that's oh. whole foods mm-hmm. anything processed anything anything processed. processed has sugar in it and we'll explain why i'll explain why when we get to my part but anyways please so. continue sierra If you took away all items in a grocery store containing sugar, only 20% of items would be left. 20%, you guys. Mind blown. That's insane. Mm Mm-hmm. Especially considering we should really only be having, what, for women it's 24 and men it's 32 grams of sugar a day. A day. Before I get into um, any more, I was at my mom's house, and I saw my sister. She had a monster can. She's 15 years old, you guys. And I was just like, oh, let's look at how many sugars there are in this. There was 43 grams of sugar. 38 grams of them were added sugars. So those were the bad sugars. 38 grams. And she had two of those. That's like triple the amount of almost quadruple the amount that she's supposed to be eating and that was just a drink let alone what she was eating as well Mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't realize that drinks are really where they trick you especially like we grew up being told that oh well don't drink soda instead drink fruit juice because fruit juice is healthier than soda it's not it's not because what you're doing is well, I don't know if you're going to get into that. Do you get into that? Um, we can get into that right now. Yeah, go for so, it. So, an apple has all the fiber that you need that tells you that you're full. Mm-hmm. So, with the added sugar. So, then what we do is when we juice these apples, all of that fiber, all that goodness that tells you when it's full dissipates. Right. And all we get is the sugars. So, in a four-ounce glass, we could have double the amount of what we need in a whole day Mm -hmm. because we've just added all of those sugars from the apple Mm -hmm. and put all the nutrients away Mm -hmm. and we think that when we're drinking these juices or these smoothies that we're getting all of the nutrients but in reality we're not right because so much of it is being taken away just to make it into that juice form yeah and all of the important stuff really because really all we're getting is the sugar that's it even so like I feel like it's important to point out like we're not just talking about like 
like Minute Maid, Kool-Aid, things like that, like, no, like, even those, like, organic apple juices on the shelf yes, are going to be just straight sugar, like, no fiber, none of the nutritional value, really, that an apple has, and you're going to be getting the amount of sugar that would come in, like, four apples and just, like, an eight-ounce glass. Yeah. I will say, in the documentary, he went on a organic process kind of foods. Mm-hmm. Where people think today are like, oh, this is still being healthy. Yeah. And so instead of Whole Foods, he just had these, like, healthy, organic processed foods. Mm -hmm. And Mina will get into later of how... How it it affected him in the end. And really what his his diet looked like. Yeah. Um, But please continue with what you have. So this really kind of escalated in September 23rd, 1955. President Eisenhower had a heart attack. This caused a whole commotion of scientists and doctors wondering, oh my gosh, because this is kind of when heart attacks and like heart disease, heart disease and high chronic, blood pressure, chronic diseases started to those come things into play. Started to play, right? So, an American scientist named John Yutkin believed that fat was the problem. This caused America to cut out all fats in their processed foods. Now, in order to make the processed foods still enjoyable Mm -hmm. without the fat without the fat they had to add more sugar and that has caused this whole epidemic that especially america has Mm -hmm. so i'm going to get into the different types of sugars first we have glucose and that's our number one sugar usually that comes from breads pastas grains it is used immediately for energy and brain power without glucose there will be no you so glucose is most of these sugars especially like they're good for you but in moderation we have to go back and figure out what is best in moderation for our bodies right but it's also keeping in mind too that like because glucose is in a lot of like things like carbs and stuff like that right yeah and so when you do a low carb diet you're really starving yourselves yourself and then what I was trying to say was your cells and your brain yeah. are being starved as well so you're not getting all of the nutrients and energy that you need for the day agreed continue then we have sucrose and this is the table sugar it's made up of 50% glucose and 50% fructose oh I'll go into fructose. So this used to only be found in fruits and vegetables. It and like very and, few fruits and vegetables, like right, not all of them. Not either. all of them. And some honey. But now it's used in almost everyday products. Like any kind of products you have. Um then we also have lactose, which is in dairy. Now, you're probably wondering, what is so bad about this fructose? Like, isn't that what makes everything taste good? Right. Yes, it is. But just wait, you guys, because you're going to see sugar in a whole different form. (laughs) So before I tell you guys, one in ten Americans have some type of liver disease. And this is caused by an over amount of sugar in the diet. When you carry extra fat in your belly, it brings you a higher percentage of type 2 diabetes and heart disease. So, you're probably asking, Sierra, but what does it actually do to the body? (laughs) 
Well, guys, I'm going to need you to put your lab coats on because we're about to do some science. So after the sugar enters the body, it splits into two parts, fructose and glucose. Both make their way to the liver. Glucose is immediately used for energy or is stored for later. Now, our bodies don't have a system to regulate fructose. So not a, not a giant amount of it, at least. Right. Because in the wild, like when you have to think like hunter-gatherer stage, we would get all of our fructose from things like berries or like honey every now and again. Like it was a very rare occurrence. And when we did get it, it was in very small amounts. So we were able to burn it off. Exactly. Versus now we are constantly, constantly putting more and more into our body, like on a like constant basis throughout the day yes but anyways please continue so it doesn't have a system to regulate in the liver because it was so rare in nature but when the fructose is removed from the bloodstream if energy is not needed it immediately turns to fat just like that yikes Oof. some of that fat will stay in the liver which raises risk of insulin resistance and diabetes so when the fat in the liver is sent out in the bloodstream, it is called triglycerides, which relate to excess weight, blocked arteries, and heart disease. When we eat lots of sugar and carbs, like bread or pasta, our body creates a hormone called insulin, which is released. It's sort of like a key that opens our cell doors so they can absorb the glucose for energy. But the more glucose that is in the blood, the more insulin is released key point to this is while insulin and blood dealing with glucose it tells our fat cells to hold on to that fat it turns off our fat burning process we can't burn off fat when insulin is always busy dealing with glucose gout high blood pressure cancers and heart disease would not be a problem if sugar was cut from the diet if glucose level is constantly going up and down then your brain is doing the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. So if you're eating lots of pasta, breads, and then kind of nothing, your brain is going to do the exact same thing. It's not going to have a constant level of clarity. Mm -hmm. It's going to go really high up, and you're going to feel really foggy. Yeah. The really high highs and the really low lows. Yep. That's about it for the first part. So I'm glad you guys know a little bit more of what it actually does to our body. So you can see that, like... Like I said, the glucose is mm -hmm. needed for your body, but we still need to find moderation for these types of foods. Exactly. And there's, like, look at whole foods and not just processed foods for these. Yeah, and just well. learn, too, how to make your own. Because you and I, we make our own processed foods, per se, you know? Right. Um, but they aren't loaded with processed sugar. They're not, you know, we try not to include anything honestly that's like a complex carb or complex sugar or anything that's not a whole food before it goes into this process you know so it's not that you can't enjoy these things but like try looking at healthier versions of them so that that way you can actually get all of the nutrients you need and not feel bad like for example I made mousse last night out of avocado avocado and some dark chocolate and just a little bit of maple syrup to sweeten it and when I tell you, absolutely delicious. It keeps three to five days in the fridge. You should really look it up. Um, <laughs> no, but it was like so good. So, so good. And I'm allergic to eggs too. And I don't do well with dairy. So trying to make any type of mousse is a big no for me. Um, so it's really just about trying to find things that are healthier versions. So that way you can still 
you know, get that craving fix, but you're not reliant on these sugars and you're not experiencing these really high highs and these really low lows just so that you can get your fix. Agreed. You know? So getting into um, my part, I do want to say that the average American adult eats over 150 pounds of sugar a year um, versus only 11 pounds of vegetables a year, which we've gone over, I think, in the last two episodes, to be honest. But I just feel like it's a fact that can't be like, oh, go. We have to. A hundred and you're eating (laughs) over, I'd say, 12 times more sugar than vegetables and sugar isn't even like it's not like like vegetables you eat as a vegetable sugar you don't eat as a sugar sugar you eat as soda jams dressings you know all types of anything and everything cookies and all types of stuff i went to go get a cookie from panera the other day it had 31 grams of sugar like that's, that's all, all your sugar more than more than all of my In sugar for the day yeah and what's so crazy is that 200 years ago, those were reversed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. And in just that short bit of time. Yeah, dude. That. Insane. Abs- just absolutely insane. So the guy who did this documentary, he ended up going to the U.S. Um, to try to talk with some experts there. And he really struggled maintaining the Australian average of sugar a day because... Americans have way more added sugars than Australians do. I think Australia even has high fructose corn syrup banned. Wow. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And they also have, like, different dyes and stuff banned. There's a lot of other countries outside of us that do that. Because, like, red dye number six, real bad for you. Like, has been linked to cancer type shit. Anyways, that's for another day. Um, (laughs) So, one of the first places he went was to Jamba Juice. And he got uh, a 32-ounce cup that was some juice. He didn't say specifically what it was that he got, but it had 139 grams of sugar or 34 teaspoons of sugar. And he was only trying to eat 40 teaspoons of sugar a day. So that was, he only had six teaspoons left for the day. And that's considered healthy. That's considered like a meal replacement. Instead of going and getting something else, you should eat this. And a lot of people do that. Yeah. And you're, when in reality, 139 grams of sugar, I mean, that's like, I can't even do that math. Six, seven times the amount you're supposed to be eating a day. More than that. Absolutely insane. So, um, everything that was in that Jama Juice was the equivalent to four peaches, nine limes, 30 lemons, and 30 strawberries. Jeez. Yes. But with, like, little to no nutritional value. So, um, it's really a misconception that, um, smoothies and juices have less sugar than Coke because in reality they, they have more because you think that you're drinking something healthy. So you're going to drink more than, than you're going to drink of Coke more than likely if you're trying to make a healthier choice here. Um, and in reality you're going to end up drinking even more sugar by having a glass or two of apple juice or even a, a smoothie versus going and getting just a can of Coke. So high fructose corn syrup is the biggest thing in America, um, and it's in so many things, especially soda. Soda itself adds about 35 pounds of sugar a year to the average American's diet. Yeah. So about a fifth of all sugar intake on the average American diet is straight soda. 
Um, some of the ways that they hide the fact that there's added sugars is by using words like turbinado, fruit juice concentrate, evaporated cane juice, cane juice crystals, molasses, organic coconut palm sugar, agave, all of that stuff. They're all terms um, that are used for sugar or substances to quote-unquote replace sugar, but they all have the same effect on your health as white or brown sugar does. So it's like, I and I've even gone through stages where I'm like, well, oh, it has the, especially the organic coconut palm sugar, that one got me, you know, or like agave. I've always been, uh, not always, but there was a point in time when I, when I used to get agave to sweeten my smoothies because I was like, this is natural. This is fine. I'm like, nope. Just as harmful on your health. So in Kentucky, he ended up going to Kentucky and spoke with a dentist there. And in this area, um, a lot of people drink specifically Pepsi and Mountain Dew. In one two-liter of Mountain Dew, there's about 49 teaspoons of sugar or almost 200 grams in just one two-liter. So this dentist, he has a traveling truck where he has like his dentist office and a truck so that way he can go to his patients. And um, one of his patients, this doctor, by the way, is Dr. Edwin Smith. A lot of his patients suffer from what he calls Mountain Dew mouth which is specifically the decay of the teeth because of soda. And because most everybody in that area drinks Mountain Dew, he calls it Mountain Dew mouth. The mouth takes 20 minutes to essentially clean itself. So if you're constantly drinking sugary drinks and sodas, then it's like you're bathing them in the sugar, which is why they rot, and especially in this area, why so many people ended up getting like almost all of their teeth pulled out and then replaced with dentures type thing. Some of his youngest patients are two to three years old, and he calls it baby bottle decay because it's from putting juices and sodas into baby bottles. In the documentary, they did interview one of his uh, patients, who is an 18-year-old. His name is Larry Hammonds, and he began drinking soda at two to three years old and always had a soda in his hand as far as he could remember. His teeth, by 18 years old, were almost completely rotted. On average, he would drink four to five two liters or at least a 12-pack of cans a day of Mountain Dew. A 12-pack a day. Yeah, dude. I couldn't even imagine four to five two liters. I'm just like, I I struggle to even drink that much water. How are you drinking that much Mountain Dew? That's insane to me. That's And what's so crazy is that the sugar has so much power over your brain that you can't even listen to your stomach. Because your stomach has to be in pain and so the time. much pain. And not even that, but 26 of his teeth were rotted out. He had 26 of his teeth, like, which mind you, because they showed his teeth in the documentary. He had only about one tooth that was still attached to the root. And like, it was like one of his front top teeth. And then he had like a couple on the bottom. And the rest were all completely gone, and all you saw was blackness near the gums because they were also rotted. And so they were going to be pulling the root out and then replacing everything. But what ended up happening was his mouth was so infected, the anesthesia would not work. And the doctor said, we're going to have to wait until this infection clears to be able to do this because... And it's just like... (sighs) If he continues to drink 12 cans a day... Well, would the infection ever stop? Doubtful. In my personal opinion. I'm not a doctor, but, like, I wouldn't... I don't think that's going to help. Right, because you're not preventing anything. You know what I mean? Like, your body's not being able to... 
heal itself. Yeah. And I want to jump in with this real quick. His three-year-old cousin drinks about six to seven cans a day out of his baby bottle. A three-year-old. Six to seven cans of Mountain Dew a day. And then you wonder why kids are so hyper. Yes. And, oh, oh they gosh. have ADHD. No. And you have to it think, too, like, to these time. aren't even just kids. Like, you have to think about everything because even if you're not giving your child soda, per se, sugar is in everything. Even the processed stuff that you think is healthy. Right. That is marketed as healthy has these added sugars. And when you're really only supposed to be eating less than 25 grams a day of sugar, then, especially as a child, probably even less. If you're having so many more than that, even as a child, your brain is going to be all over the place. And this is even without having 70, 80, 100 grams of sugar. If you're just having like 40 grams of sugar a day, that in itself is going to have an effect on your mind and your whole body. Yeah. And if you're giving your kids, you know, carrots or celery sticks, but with peanut butter or ranch or something, your brain isn't able to say, oh, this is tasty food because it's still getting that sugar, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is just absolutely insane. Which is why, like, you have to make sure, like, everything that you're getting, like, we get peanut butter, we eat a lot of peanut butter, but we get all natural peanut butter with no added sugar. Yeah. You know, a lot of peanut butters add sugar. Most processed foods, I'm going to say it, savory or not, add sugar because it tastes better. There's just... Which we'll go, I'll, I'll go over that in a second. Um, let me get there, though. So, I will say, Larry, the 18-year-old who had to get all of his teeth removed, said uh, he still likes Mountain Dew and will continue drinking it. Yeah. And Pepsi's public opinion <laughs> is that Mountain Dew, and they likely think this about all of their drinks, um, when in moderation can be part of a healthy and balanced diet. When in moderation. And realistically, if it's going to be a part of a healthy and balanced diet, that means you drink like an eighth of a can once a month. Realistically. Because of how much sugar and caffeine is in it. Never mind the dyes and the chemicals and all of the other stuff. Moving into why sugar is put in everything. There was this man in the 70s he's still around today um (laughs) his name is howard moskowitz um he's a legend in the processed food industry they kind of like in the documentary went over how he created a new flavor for dr pepper and he started out with 61 levels of sweetness and subjected that to over 3,000 consumer tests and out of that data came the optimum sweetness to make the soda sell extremely well So essentially what he did is he found the bliss point, which is a coin he actually termed in the 1970s, um, where he discovered that people liked food more and more the more sugar you add. But then it peaks, and after that, if any more sugar is added, the people stop liking it. So that peak is the bliss point. It's because of this bliss point being used in literally everything processed that these foods are so addicting. This is also what makes it hard to get kids to eat fruits and vegetables, especially vegetables, because they get used to all of the sugars in any processed food and are repulsed by anything that's not sweet. So especially if you're trying to give them vegetables that have undertones of bitterness, they're not going to like that shit. And I just think it's absolutely insane that like, because I mean, I feel like it's even like burgers you know, things like the added sugar, pasta sauces have added sugar in them. You know, it's anything and everything, whether you consider it savory or sweet, has sugar in it because they're trying to make sure it sells well. 
just because it's not sweet doesn't mean that's just if if a savory thing turns sweet then that's probably past the bliss point which is why you're not going to taste the sweetness but it still has the sugar in there because you don't also when like our generation especially grew up with all of this stuff already in society you know what I mean and readily available and convenient and even more inconvenient and rare for you to come across the things that taste the way that they actually should so then we become so addicted to the sugary sweet taste that even if we try to make healthier decisions and switch over to a less sugary diet, it makes it even that much harder because it doesn't even taste that good at first. And I'm not going to lie. It doesn't taste that good at first. Like you just have to learn to enjoy it. And then eventually you get used to not having all of these sugars and then everything you like change your palate. You know what I mean? So moving into, I'm going to talk a little bit as well about how sugar affects the body, um, specifically more on the outside. So typically people who have like a high processed sugar diet, they'll have um, acne, which is actually a sign of poor liver function um, because typically your liver gets fatty when you're having all these sugars. Like you said, the, the fructose just turns straight to fat. So your liver gets really fatty because that's straight where the sugar goes, like you said after you ingest this food straight to your liver. So if it doesn't have a chance to pass your liver, it just turns straight into fat inside of your liver. So because of that poor liver function, you end up getting these breakouts. Your skin typically ends up looking really like either pale or like yellowish. Like you just don't look vibrant. You know what I mean? You're going to have a tr trouble having clear skin no matter what. Um, typically you have like bags under the eyes and also like dark spots under the eyes as well. You tend to sweat more. Um, you tend to have, be more lethargic and things like that as well. So also just to talk a little bit more about what it does to the brain, when we see sh sugary food or an ad for one, dopamine is released. So it's basically kind of like that natural instinct of when we were hunter-gatherers and we'd see some berries. Dopamine is released and it's your brain's way of telling you, go get them motherfucking berries. <laughs> go get them motherfucking berries. So nowadays, you know, we still have that automatic instinct to go get that sugar. It's just that sugar is so readily available. Um, so anyway, so that's what happens when you see the something sweet and why you crave it. So then when you actually ingest it, um, the sugar hits our brain and it releases a chemical called opioid, which we may be familiar with. Uh, it's a bit of an epidemic. Um, luckily, you can't overdose on sugar in a day, at least. Um, but op there is an opioid epidemic, and I would consider sugar a part of it, even if it's not a direct OD. So when this opioid is released, we feel amazing. Our endorphins rush and um, it lights up the same parts of the brain as nicotine, cocaine, and sex. So we feel really, really amazing. And then boom, crash. So what a lot of people do is they avoid the crash by constantly eating more sugar while they're still in the high. So they never have a chance to feel this low and they assume a mindless habit of just constantly consuming more sugary food without even really realizing it or be con being conscious of the fact. And a lot of us even tell ourselves, like I've told myself before, like, oh, I'm just feeling bad or dizzy because I have low blood sugar. When in reality, what you're doing is probably crashing from that sugar that you had 30, 45 minutes ago. So in general, the more sugar you eat, 
the more sugar you want. Someone in France actually did an experiment and wrote a paper about how rats will work harder to get to sugar than to cocaine. But with humans, the difference is that while Mr. Cocaine Drug Dealer is sitting in a basement somewhere, your sugar dealer is literally in every store you walk into, every ad that you see, every billboard, every restaurant, every food that you might eat when you go out to eat is going to have sugar in it. And yeah, dude, it's just uh, so convenient, which is why so many people are addicted to this shit. Um, food industries insist it is the responsibility of the consumer to make sure that they are taking responsibility for their own health, which I'm all, uh, I'm, I'm all about taking responsibility for your own life and your own health. I am an advocate for that. But what the food industries and food giants are trying to do in this is trying to basically say that they don't have to change anything that they're doing. When in reality, what they're doing is they're taking advantage of our biological nature to want sugar and taking advantage of the addictiveness of it and the convenience of it so that way they can make more cells. They also insist that obesity occurs from too many calories consumed and not enough burned. This comment specifically came from the National Institute of Health in 2008. They specifically said that obesity occurs from too many calories and not enough burned. So this implies anyone obese or overweight is either a glutton, lazy, or both. Um, So basically it's, again, it's that manipulation. So keep in mind, the guy from the documentary, his name, I did write it down. His name is Damon uh, Gamow. He maintained the same calorie intake as before and his, uh, before his experiment and maintained the same workout. I'll talk about some of the effects that happened with him, but he maintained the exact same calories and the exact same workout. And he did end up gaining like, I think like 20 pounds, four inches around the waist and his liver was fatty. It was, it was bad. Sugar industry pushes that all calories are the same. So if you're gaining weight, they want you to think that the way to solve it is by cutting your calorie intake and not cutting your sugar intake, you know, or they also push the fat to the problem carbs are the problem. It's not sugar. Sugar is not the problem. So about 75% of Americans are addicted to sugar. And that was just in 2015. I definitely think it's 85 now, or at least 80. I'd say like 80, closer to 80. Yeah. Um, Corporate and capitalist America strikes again with the greed. These companies target our primal need for sugar and spread misinformation that fat and calories are the problem, so they can increase profits year after year. Uh, Sugar's global trade was worth $50 billion when the documentary came out in 2015. It's about worth about $56 billion now. In the 1970s is when they first began reviewing the safety of sugar, and the Sugar Association, which is a legit association that um, they claim that they are the the scientist voice of the sugar industry. That's literally what they say on their web- website, which yes, they have a website <laughs> and the information on there is incorrect. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> so the sugar association in the 1970s, when the government decided to 
look into the safety of sugar in our diet, they launched a campaign to ensure their product wouldn't be demonized. So they hired scientists and PIs and released a paper called Scientists Dispel Sugar Fears and sent out a bunch of copies, about 25,000, of a journal that this paper was published in. The report was then used by the government as research of their findings on sugar. So the government did no research themselves and instead took this research that was funded by the sugar industry and is about sugar and decided to use that to declare sugar harmless. So the rest of the world followed suit with that, which is why um, pretty much all of Western society is plagued with sugar. And to this day, the Sugar Association has made it their mission to ensure no one officially links sugar to any chronic diseases. They won't try to disprove it, but they just try to ensure that no consensus is made. You know, there's just no link. Not saying, like, we're not trying to say sugar is amazing for you, but, like, it's also not bad for you either. That's that's, that's the their, government. That's their point of view. Well, right. and, and the and Sugar the Association, sugar. Yeah. yeah. So they have a website where they recommend you eat 50 grams of sugar daily, which, mind you, again, we said, women should eat about 24 grams and men should eat about 32. But on their website, which I was literally looking at last night, this isn't 2015, I was looking at this website last night, um, they, they recommend 50 grams of sugar daily. So much of their website is BS. They literally call themselves the voice of, of the sugar industry. So it's like you should really take that as it is. It's like, no, we're funded by the sugar industry, so obviously we're not going to say anything bad about sugar. You just You know what their main priority is. So this is all very similar to what happened with the cigarette industry. So I don't know if any of you have ever seen those old cigarette ads, but I mean, I, I literally remember seeing a cigarette ad with a doctor standing there being like, oh, have a headache, have a cigarette. <laughs> like, what? what? Having, <laughs> having menstrual pains, have a cigarette, you know? That baby kicking too hard in your belly? have a cigarette. It'll be fine. Coca-Cola even funded um, a seminar about sugar and fructose where the lead speaker spoke about how there's no proven link between fructose and metabolic or chronic diseases. So it's just like, A, you have to look when you're trying to do your research, you need to figure out what the sources are coming from and specifically how those sources are funded because all research is funded by somebody. And sometimes it's not funded by the people that you want to be educated by. And this is so similar, again, with the whole cigarettes thing. Because cigarettes, there were doctors that approved of cigarettes. There was research that was done to prove that cigarettes had no, had no harm on you. There was, you know, but we were time and time again lied to because money was the biggest issue. Right. Well, and now we, as a society, all see one article or one thing and we just stick to it we're like that's it I'm not going to do any other research mm -hmm. that's the fact and we really need to start just doing research and finding information on and, our own and not trusting social media no please don't just because um some woman who is uh stereotypically beautiful and and wear crochet tops does that doesn't mean that she knows what she's talking about spiritually or health-wise or wellness like she has to have credentials okay right. don't just go following any 
followers should not be the reference okay just because they have hundreds of thousands of followers does not mean that they are actually educated in what they're doing it just means that they know what they're doing on social media right that's all that that means right and they're they they have enough information to be able to sound good when they're saying it they know how to market themselves exactly that doesn't mean that they know what they're saying that's exactly what these sugar companies are doing Mm -hmm. exactly dude And sugar is so ingrained in our society that it's extremely hard to give up. Culturally, we use it as an expression of love or celebration, also as consolation and comfort in distressing moments. Distressing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, dude, it's just like, it's so hard to get away from because you think birthdays, Christmas, New Year's, um, Valentine's Day, like... God forbid you have a stressful day. If you have a breakup, what's the go-to? A pint of ice cream and binging some TV. Halloween. Yeah. Oh, dude. It's just literally everything. I'm sorry. You can't take me to a 4th of July party where there's not going to be a million cupcakes and cookies everywhere. Not that I'm really going to be going to 4th of July parties anyways because fuck that holiday. Other, that's a whole but other Anyways. Subject. Sorry. <laughs> I, can, I can dispel into a rant in a second. Moving on, though. Uh... Rudolf Steiner, this is a fun fact. Rudolf Steiner said that sugar essentially causes materialism culture because of the instant gratification with sugar that has a high that you chase by doing other things like always buying something new. So basically he said that like, I mean, I we say materialism culture, but it's also just the instant gratification culture that sugar kind of almost started in itself. And granted i think humans have always been trying to find a way to do things faster and more efficiently you know but i think sugar really helped spark that because that was the first time that we really got that instant gratification that instant high Mm -hmm. and so then we start constantly looking for more ways to do that so now we have it in literally everything social media shopping um i mean in the internet in general, everything on the internet, because you can do shopping on the internet, you can do, you know, social media, you can do porn, you can do anything that's instant gratification right there on the internet. You could buy, get you some food sent to you within the next 20 minutes, you know. To get into what Damon, the the director and main character of this documentary, um, what he experienced and what happened to his body. So, Over 60 days, what he did is he maintained the same calorie count, but what he did was he replaced all of his um, healthy fats with quote-unquote healthy processed foods. So he did the same exact calorie count, the same exact workout, just to see exactly what these sugars, because really what he was doing was doing these added sugars and more complex carbs, what these were going to do to him. So within 60 days, his liver jumped into the unhealthiest 10% of men in Australia, whereas before the experiment, he was in the healthiest 20%. Um, in two months. In just two months. Yeah. His, his, his liver became so fatty that his doctor said he was officially at risk for cirrhosis. Yeah. He gained um, almost 20 pounds. His waist got bigger by four inches. And yeah, he said that he was like foggier he had acne he um was finding his workouts to be harder and harder to do which is you know like he was still eating vegetables he was still eating meats the only difference was that instead of healthy fats 
he was eating the quote-unquote healthy processed foods. So these are things like low-fat yogurt, and um, he was eating like the healthy brand cereals and um, like apple granola juice. bars, apple juice, orange juice, um, different like chewy fruit bars, like things like that, that are marketed as healthy. And they'll say things like all natural, organic, blah, 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 you know, but just because... I mean, yeah, it is healthier than going and getting the unhealthy version of it. Right. But, again, it's the whole moderation thing and making sure that you're still... And moderation doesn't mean multiple times a day eating all of these things. It just means, like, okay, I can have it as one snack, you know? Instead of, like, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, eating something with processed sugars and processed carbs. So, at the end, it took him... Well, in general, for people, it takes two to four weeks to shake the withdrawal effects of sugar. Um, But it took him about four weeks to fully shake it. And he really talked about how hard it was for him to get used to his wife's cooking again, just because she doesn't add sugar or sauces or anything like that. You know, she seasons it and she makes good food, but it just doesn't have all the added sugar that he was used to. And his doctors, his, cause he had a checkup after those four weeks. Um, and his doctors actually said that all of the effects had reversed within four weeks and he had lost almost all the weight as well. That's so crazy. And I also want to point out, it's really wild that a lot of us have this visceral fat, which is just the, the, the fructose. Yeah. That's in our liver. And we think, Oh, if we just exercise more, we can just burn it off. When in fact, like if we just cut out this extra you know, sugar, Processed sugar, and use it with sparingly fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. All of that extra fat will be gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, I've been on a like weight loss journey slash get fit, get healthy journey, and it's just weight loss is one of the things part of my get healthy goal. Just because, I mean, I'm not. I don't want to body shame, but fat bodies aren't healthy bodies at all. Like, there are, there are some people who have, like, thyroid conditions and things like that. Like, if you have some sort of chronic condition and you genuinely can't help it, that's one thing. But, like, I'm, I also just, like, I don't want to, I don't want to shame anybody because that's not my goal here. But I also don't want to spread misinformation saying that, like, you can still love yourself and be fat. I'm just saying that you're probably also not healthy. And that's also from my personal experience because as I gained weight, I mean, I was having knee issues, breathing issues, acne issues. Just the other day, I posted on my Instagram the difference of my acne within the last year after eating healthier. And literally, my entire face is cleared up. I have, like, one or two pimples around, like, near my chin, and that's because I'm uh, on my period. Right, and that's normal, like... Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, everybody has, like, small little breakouts. It's yeah. just the fact that my cheeks and my jawline were completely covered and pimples and zits completely covered yeah. like there wasn't a square inch that wasn't covered in pimples and they're all gone now and I when I watched this film first and I remember we were talking and I was like oh yeah I need to cut out certain things so I can kind of get to my goal because I told you guys really want apps this year and you said I need more sugar than you because of of your depression that it helps Mm -hmm. and then you watched the documentary with me the second time I did and you were like oh my gosh yeah it was all just addiction 
It's just addiction. And I've always known that I have a sugar addiction. Always known. But I also didn't realize that because part of me thought that part of it was just I needed it because my brain chemical imbalance. You know what I mean? But in reality, I think it's the sugar that was helping my depression, not helping it in a good way as in helping it maintain my depression. You know what I mean? Because since I have cut out most sugars, I mean, like, like right now I have a Starbucks coffee, definitely has some processed sugars in there, obviously. But since I've cut it out from most everything else that I'm eating, I've genuinely felt so much better and more motivated and found it so much more mental clarity as in like, not just clarity of better focus and, you know, just thinking of more things at once, but also just, I don't have the fog of depression as much anymore either. My anxiety is still there, but whatever. That's something just to work (laughs) on, you know what I mean? Yeah. So definitely guys, sugar, I would say ultimately is needed, but in small doses and And it it can be evil. And you should mainly be getting your sugars from things like natural carbs, like vegetables, potatoes, things like that, or fruits. Right. We're all human. We're all still going to probably have processed foods here and there. Yeah. But it's also opening our minds to when we go to the grocery stores, we see things differently. Mm-hmm. And that's what this podcast is about. And I really hope you guys watch the film, that sugar film, because it's 10 out of 10 recommend. Honestly. Seriously. And I'm also personally, I'm a bit like, I listen to a lot of podcasts, but I'm a visual person, especially when I'm trying to actually learn things. And so I really highly recommend watching it because also there's so much I feel like it just has such a bigger impact than this could have because we did talk about a lot of stuff but there's even more in the documentary and also the way that the documentary is set up is just like so fun to learn and he's like a charismatic guy and it's just genuinely such an interesting film it really is and this isn't us trying to force feed you know you shouldn't do this and but it's more of when you go to the grocery store you're more open, more conscious of what you're actually putting into your body and what you're buying. Yeah. And that's the whole point of these episodes. Our intention is fully just to open that third eye so you can start seeing things more clearly. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And make more educated decisions. Yes. Because whether you're deciding to get the processed food or not, you're still making an educated decision because now you know what this processed food is going to do for you, especially if it's mostly just the processed sugars that are going to get to you. Now you know Mm -hmm. what it's going to do and what it has an impact on you. Um, This is the last of our foods. Next week we are getting into chakras. Yes. Very excited. Yes. And later this week, please stay tuned for another motivational mini. We're going to be covering manifestation insert sparkle emoji yes (laughs) well if you guys don't already you should follow us on instagram yes at third eye seers podcast um i post for every episode so please uh start discussions if you want to if there's anything you want to add any questions you have anything 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 um, and yeah, thank you for listening. Yeah. Keep Love that third eye open. Keep that third eye open, baby. <laughs>